Back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. And I'm Casey Kasem. And today is episode two of Transformers Cybertron. It is Haven. This episode was written by Gyo Yamatoya. But first, a letter. Dear Casey, last time on Transformers Cybertron, amidst a bunch of backstory, the Transformers arrived on Earth and immediately conscripted a bunch of kids into what we all know is an otherworldly civil war. And in this episode, the kids have taken the Transformers to, uh, like, a giant cliff wall, and because it's really, I guess, dense granite and it's full of iron ore, it's going to be the best place to keep their base. Now, I have to say something. They mentioned that it's going to... It, there's iron ore in the granite, which will protect their base from detection. They say that first thing. Yep. And uh, Lori's dad was going to use this spot to build a housing development way out here in the middle of absolutely nowhere until the bottom fell out of the market. Like, remember back in the days when you could afford housing? But but at the same time, this is property that somebody owns and plans to develop. So maybe not right now, but eventually they'll send in the backhoes. But uh, Optimus wants this thing done before sundown and Scattershot has it all planned out. He has his hologram of all the plans. But then Lori just starts like, you forgot this and you forgot that and you forgot the bathrooms. Yeah, she chastises them for not planning around human needs when none of them, as far as I can tell in this continuity, none of them have ever met a human before. I don't think so, no. Anyway, they change the plans and it's super cool. The kids, I think it's Bud, the littlest one. He just loves to tell everybody that things are radical and cool. Um, and they go ahead with their main... Oh, they all go ahead except Landmine, who's on the injured list, I guess. Yep, he's not allowed to play too. And they just start blasting and smashing the canyon walls with the kids just standing right there. It was like yes, no hearing protection, yes. no eye protection, nothing. I love it. I love that their idea of construction and and uh, demolition is punching rocks. Like a couple of them, like Jetfire fights, set fires lasers at it, but like. I think it's Hotshot is like doing spin kicks against boulders. But uh, Vector Prime starts scanning the other wall, and the noise from him doing that, never mind all the blasting before, hurts the kid's ears, and he says it's the transonic signal from the Omega Lock, and only the kids can hear it, so the fate of the universe is up to them. No pressure. Now, Paul, if you and I were to say, I have a question every time a thing didn't make sense in this specific series, I think these episodes would be 148 minutes long each. So. <laughs> I, and I, but I do have a question. So if, if Jetfire has, or, or Vector Prime, I'm going to mix them up a lot. I don't know why, but I'm just going to, probably because they're both Jets. But if Vector Prime is, he's got this holographic like projection off of his wrist computer. And that either that is what's making the sound, like it's coming through that, the sound of the Omega block thing is coming through that, or it's just in the ambient background and the kids are picking it up. It can't be the latter because they're just hearing it now. So yeah. if it is a signal coming through his computer, there has to be a way he could quantify it and track it. Which means the fate of the universe is not up to them. <laughs> Go figure. And now with the Decepticons, it's Megatron Starscream standing there, and there's a lot of fire for some reason. And Starscream... Yeah, the whole planet is just surrounded in a ring of fire when we first see it. Yeah, and Starscream's like, all right, the hell with the Autobots. We have the map. Let's get the keys. and. Megatron, now voiced by David Kay, he's like, "Thank nope. God!" <laughs> oh yeah, that other guy. No, yeah, did, pass, did not hard pass. It. Yeah, <laughs> but Megatron's like, "No, I don't like surprises. The Autobots are up to something on Earth. Let's go deal with that now, and then we can take our time finding these keys." Now I have to say something here. I I really hope I can enjoy some aspects of this show, uh, and I think one that I might, if they keep it going, this idea that 
right now, Starscream and Megatron both have valid plans. Like, Megatron is being paranoid, but nip it in the bud is a is a fairly good idea when you've been dealing with the Autobots who always, you know, ruin your plans. At the same time, Scar Starscream, Scarscream, Starscream's like, hey, we have the map, let's just go do our own thing. So they're, they both have valid ideas. I don't, I don't know how long that's going to hold up of, of, yeah, I shouldn't... Uh, Get my hopes up. And back with the Autobots. Holy shit, they work fast. They have a tunnel all <laughs> dug out and the lights up and all kinds of computers and consoles and things. And the kids are impressed. So am I. But uh, Kobe thinks a phase block loop would be more stable than a crystal oscillator because, you know, everybody knows that. And Hotshot's like, oh, you want to help me set this other thing up? <laughs> so these kids, and this begins a theme of these kids like having to tell the Transformers, I guess just the Autobots, how to do basic shit. And after this, we're going to go to Bud, who has to explain a launch pad to a <laughs> to fucking a robot that turns into a jet. <laughs> yeah, he wants to build this catapult so Jetfire can launch at top speed, and Scattershot thinks that's a great idea because it'll save Energon. Well, aren't you going to need Energon to power the thing to launch him? Yeah, and these guys, like, can fly in robot mode. We've all seen it. This is... I, I am certain that what we are seeing here is the construction of what became a playset. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. They're spending too much time with it. <laughs> and Laurie tells them where to put the couch, and after a quick shot of a Bob Ross painting, that's what I thought it was, <laughs> bang, they're finished. One secret base, done before sundown. Now what do you want? Oh, you're missing one thing, which actually this made me laugh out loud, because it was so, like quote-unquote anime but uh bud and i think it's hot shot are lowering something into a satellite and then they each have the opposite the opposing ends of a giant plug attached to a massive wire like just a giant extension cord and they charged each other with like motion blur lines yeah and then they combine yeah and kobe it's throws so the switch and all the computers and lights come on and immediately an alarm goes off and scattershot thinks it's just a glitch but then he detects two objects flying towards earth and when he zooms in it's megatron and starscream yeah i like the bit where he's the alarm goes off he's like probably just a bug no reason to worry no reason to worry okay you could start worrying now that <laughs> yes. got a chuckle out of me that was a good line um and they uh <laughs> also megatron and starstream stream ah i don't know why i'm gonna mess his name up so much but megatron and starscream are, are approaching and jetfire has to explain to optimus that they're probably looking for the omega lock that thing that the entire series is built around oh yeah and hotshot says well hang on it gets worse and then he calls optimus big bot like cheetor did in beast wars <laughs> but yeah. it's worse because they only got half the stealth beam coating installed yeah despite the base or the location having a bunch of iron ore they need to paint this base that is built into the rock with a stealth coat hey there fellas mama baking any pies today Lou, we're in the middle of recording. Yeah, good for you. I'm just going to paint that awning of yours with this here invisible paint. Invisible paint? Yeah, it's my own recipe. Figured I'd paint it so as you won't crash into it no more when you're flying all fancy crazy around the room there. But if I can't see it, won't I crash into it even more? Nah, it don't work like that. This here stuff makes things invisible to radar. I don't own a radar. See, you got nothings to worry about. It'll only take me a couple hours to... Say, how long them shelves been hanging crooked? I don't know, since the thing with the talking chair. Let me straighten them up for you, fellas. Here, hold this bucket of invisible paint. I'm gonna go get a level and a big fucking hammer and fix them shelves with good. What about the awning? Awning don't look crooked to me. Dooby 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 doo. Anyway, yeah, so they haven't painted the thing, and I love this moment where they're like, oh, 
A Megatron could come and detect the base, and Optimus, without missing a breath, is like, all right, we have to abandon the uh, base and abandon Earth. And then he immediately tells them his plan, which is the exact opposite. Yeah, it's an immediate change of plans. So we're back to that. Yep, Optimus, Jetfire, and Hotshot will try. At least it's not do nothing. But yeah, Optimus, <laughs> Jetfire, and Hotshot will try and distract the Decepticons while the rest of them get the walls painted. And they figure that the Decepticons' scanning range is 240 kilometers. Hmm, how, how many miles is that, Paul? We're going to find out. It's 150. <laughs> <laughs> So the kids are like, hey, can we help? And he's like, sure. They don't tell the kids what they're going to do. We'll find it later. And then this is our commercial break. It has to be. And then when we come back, Paul, do you like the Thunderbirds? Uh, That was one of those shows. If it was on, maybe watch a bit of it and then change the station or something. That one came to a commercial. I don't think I ever watched the whole episodes. Yeah, it was one of those shows that, like, it, way before our time. And, dear listener, if you don't know, the Thunderbirds was a, uh, like, I guess, like a marionette show. If you ever saw Team America World Police, they were aping on that show. Um, and it was all these marionette puppets. And I think they were a family, and they had all these j- different, like, jets and spaceships, and they'd go be a rescue crew. But the whole thing about the show was the miniature work. And there were long, long sequences of the ships going along conveyor belts slowly and then being lifted up platforms slowly and slowly, very slowly raised into position and then blast off. Wait, no, very slowly blast off. And this, in this cartoon right now, we have over two minutes straight of that stuff. Yeah, they just deploy all the launch ramps and this it does look really really good but it does look good how did they build all this shit in less than a day magic but yeah they go up and down elevators and finally Jetfire and vector prime launch and optimus and hotshot drive out and then optimus tells and them can i say paul it didn't look like vector prime or Jetfire launched at any faster a speed than they normally fly no i so i don't know <laughs> where bud's plan went but i guess they didn't go with it optimus tells them they have to keep the decepticons from getting within 150 miles of the base so i guess we're switching from metric say paul 150 miles how many kilometers is that i think it's 240 Hmm. Good math. Uh, here, okay. I'm gonna say this is actually the 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 part of the episode where I'm like, oh, we have like, there's a legitimate story and there's a clear challenge here. I do kind of like this that it's keep them outside the range so they cannot detect the base until the base is ready. What I don't like is that the Autobots are like, uh, they're outnumbering the Decepticons three to one here, and they're, I mean, they will when the fight goes to the ground. And wait, how many of them? Well, it doesn't matter. They're clearly outnumbering them. It's three to two now. I think it's four to two later. The other ones are at the base. And it's just, I don't know why they're so terrified. Optimus should just go out and super thing this and punch Megatron in the face. Yeah, but uh, now back with the Decepticons, Starscream doesn't detect anything. Like they're looking at it. It's like, see, nothing. But uh, no, wait, here come the Autobots. And Megatron tells them, don't destroy them until they find out what are the Autobots doing here. And then Vector Prime just loses it. And he's like, give me back the map motherfucker and he just charges at megatron and he has this big transformation sequence i don't think we get combiners in this series slash toy line but he has a big transformation sequence and then lands a couple solid blows on megatron yeah he wants that map back but megatron just blasts him and he starts to go down back at the base they're still busy putting up the stealth beam coating i guess you spray it on and scattershot hopes megatron will just give up and go away but he probably won't yeah and i still i don't understand the physics of it they're they're coating the inside of the base so wouldn't megatron be able to detect the the everything that's on the outside like all the support and yeah 
Whatever. Unless you're painting both sides of the wall, then yeah. Right? So anyway, <laughs> we go back to Megatron and Starscream, and the fight is moving closer to the ground. Hotshot joins in, gets an animation scene. There's a lot of action. It's The animation's not bad, I gotta say. It's, you know what? It's a lot more... Um, followable and, and like trace trackable than the stuff that happened in Cybertron. Yeah. Or sorry, in uh, Energon. And uh, Jetfire gets in behind Megatron and he and Optimus both blast at him from both sides. But uh, Megatron just destroys their missiles with like his lightning from his fingers trick again. Yeah. And it's around that time where Starscream points out to him, hey, they're forming a defensive wall. They're trying to stop us from going somewhere. Megatron's like, oh, I I knew that. Yeah, he agrees. So they're going to find out the hard way what it is the Autobots are trying to keep them away from. So they just blast their way past the Autobots and fly off. And the Autobots blast at them, but yeah, they they fly right through it. It's a pretty cool shot. And then we go to Scattershot detecting Megatron being only 50-50 seconds away. So he calls Overhaul to immediately apply the coating to the final panel or section and Overhaul goes, uh, yeah. I mean, I could, but yes. uh, all alone, I can't do it. Mm, wasting time. But if the other Autobots kids are done painting their sections, why don't they all go over there and paint the thing and get it done? Either way, he transforms and heads off to get over there to paint the thing. So then we go to the Autobots chasing the Decepticons to the base. Uh, while, yeah, we're cutting back and forth. Overhaul's painting that final panel. And I don't know if everybody is looking at monitors or they're just looking at Overhaul, but either way, they're all just standing there doing nothing and watching him do the work. Yes. Maybe there's only enough paint left for one. It's really drawn out either way. And back outside, Megatron's flying down the canyon, and he wonders what great secret the Autobots found on this planet. But then Vector Prime comes out of a space bridge in front of him. Yeah, and he obstructs his path. And there was a song here. I think it's called Combination Power. If I... Lou, if you're still in the booth, could you play Combination Power? Oh, thank you, Lou. Um, It's a really cool song, uh, but then over this, Vector Prime, he he glows and calls for, I I don't know if he calls for Cyber Key, but we're going to find out it is a Cyber Key, comes pretty much down from heaven and into his chest. And it just generates this huge force field to stop Megatron. And Starscream tries to stop the other Autobots from getting closer. Megatron realizes the only thing the Autobots would try to defend this badly must be the Omega Lock. Sure. And then Vector Prime blasts them. And that gives Optimus time to switch into power mode. Uh, And so Megatron, I think, is already wounded flying through the air. Optimus goes into Super Thing and then shoots Megatron again. And then he and Starscream retreat through a warp gate. And just after that, Overhaul calls in to be like, hey, the stealth coding's complete, which honestly is no longer important. Yeah. He's got his job done. And now the Autobots watch the sunset and Hotshot asks Vector Prime, what the hell was that thing that fell out of the sky to let you do that? <laughs> he says, it's a cyber key. And they're like, a, a what? And I'm pretty sure he told them about these things in the last episode. Yeah, it's a tiny fragment of the power of Primus. And then he swings his sword and slots for cyber keys appear on the other Autobots. Oh, is that what they were? I thought just it was just a part of their body glowing. Yeah, okay. So they're just, uh, whatever. They built possibly the most elaborate base we've seen yet in Transformers in less than a day. That's too stupid to worry about, but I still have questions. 
Why'd they wait until they had the entire thing finished and the lights on and screens lit and floors waxed before applying the stealth beam coating? If the entire premise of the place is for it to be hidden in secret, paint it as you go. Build one room at a time, get your two coats of stealth beam paint up, then build the next part. That way, if and when Megatron shows up, you only need to get the mad scramble on to paint one room. Like Lori's dad says, work smarter, not harder. And why'd they make it so damn big? To get from one part to another, Overhaul has to transform and drive at high speed. What's the point of that? What's at the end of that hallway that they need to keep it that far away from the... Here we are at the end of another episode of To Finpiss, the second episode of Cybertron. It was Haven. Paul, was there any haven of sanity for you in this otherwise kind of silly episode? Uh, I kind of liked it. The, it looked really good. All the, the transformations, Vector Prime's detailed transformation was really, really good. Hot yep. Shots was really, really good. Um, action, action, action. Do you know what? With Vector Prime's animation, I agree with you. I agree with you on all those. Um, the, the action was kind of surface level. It was good. But with Vector Prime's animation specifically, they really do give it the feeling of kind of clockwork and mechanics. Yeah. And you kind of hear the sound and the metal clanging. They do a couple interior shots of gears, but I do like that it's slightly stylized. And you know what? This episode, it had a clear storyline. We're building a base. Uh-oh, the Decepticons are coming. We have to stop them from getting close enough to detect us. And then we stopped them. And it did, so it was, there was a clear arc to this episode. Yeah, I don't think it was bad. It wasn't a bad episode at all. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Um, and you know what? There were a couple funny little gags, um, scatter shots, whole, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Oh, okay, now worry. Like there, <laughs> yes. there was, there was some care in the writing. It was almost like Brad Trap. We're all going to die. <laughs> If you want to not die, you could stay hidden, which is the next episode we're going to review. I have writers. Um, until that episode, if you want to contact the show, you can email it at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later.